0: How is it going, everybody? This is Sean Barnes. I wanna welcome you to episode 52 of The Way of the Wolf. This is the one-year marker, and because this is a special episode for me, I brought on a very special guest, and I'm gonna kinda talk through the why behind that, but before I do, let me read a few notes that I have about this gentleman. He is board certified as a certified sports chiropractic practitioner, started his practice in 2009, focusing on athletic injuries and sports nutrition, Has done a number of public speaking events over the years around sports injuries, sports physiology and endocrinology, leadership, goal setting and overall health and wellness. He is an expert in his field and just a genuine good hearted person. Dr. Chase Banks, welcome to the show. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on today. All right. So I have to expand a little bit on my opening comments. There are people that come into our lives and maybe we don't spend a tremendous or a significant amount of time with those individuals, but they have a profound impact and change the course of our lives. You and I met about 11 years ago, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. It was around 09 yeah. or 2010, something right. like somewhere in that range. And I came to you, I think actually it might have been for lower back pain or something like that. And then I learned about the nutrition plans that you do or did and still do and decided, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try my hand and see if I can gain a little bit of weight. Always been a small guy by nature. I thought I knew about nutrition, but I had no clue. I was kind of this small little emaciated guy. Worked out all the time, did CrossFit, but I was just like beanpole rail skinny. You and I, we probably spent, I think, five months doing a meal plan and went Mm -hmm. through a bulking phase and then a cutting phase. I learned so much about nutrition and that has just stuck with me ever since. And it's completely changed
1: my perspective on nutrition. And I'll say one thing out of doing this, as long as I have now there's regardless of who you are as a person, could you help me out with so much more than just, you know, what we do at the office and things like that when it comes to like it and all of our, our, you know, technical stuff that we do on the side. But, when it comes to like consistency, you are by far the like the poster child of consistency <laughs> when it comes to nutrition. You 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 bought into it really, really early on, but it's almost like you, again, you saw some of the progress, you saw some of the actual reasoning behind what I was showing you, and you took it and ran with it. And again, even when you come in and help me out in the office, you always have your meals prepped. Mm-hmm. You always have some type of utensil ready to go. It's not like you're looking for Hey, does so-and-so have like, you know, some plastic forks or knives hanging around you always have with you. So that's, that kind of thing is like the consistency. I just want you to know, I appreciate that Yeah, because I, I've got a new intern that's in the office right now today. And this was her first day. And she asked, she said, uh, you know, really what is the compliance that you see? And I said, for the most part, we see about a 70, 80% compliance with patients. Mm-hmm. And she goes, that's because she's just gotten out of her rounds with one of the major hospital sectors here in Houston, and so her as a dietitian, she's not seeing that, you know, that effort in the in the traditional realm of, of nutrition when it comes to inpatient care at a hospital. <clears throat> so, again, when we, when I was talking to her today about you know what I was going to go do for lunch, and I was telling her about you, I was just kind of again reiterating the consistency there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and, and here's the thing that
0: most people don't realize, or I don't think that it has to be an absolute lifestyle change. It can't be a diet. I'm going to do this for three months and lo- and lose this weight. And then it's just going to stick with me. You have to change your entire approach mm-hmm. to nutrition mm-hmm. and eating. And yes, you can, you can splurge. You can have your cheat meals from time to time, but it has, you have to shift that perspective and change your entire lifestyle for mm-hmm. it to be long-term.
1: That's right. And, you know, just taking someone's mind away from, like you say, cheat meals, a perfect example. Some people can look at that like you can, you can definitely look at those foods and you know, okay, how your body's going to respond. Cause you've been doing this long enough. If I eat this or I eat that, I'm either going to be a reward from that, from a standpoint of I'm going to have more energy from it, or it's going to cause me to have more water retention, cause me more bloating. I'm probably not going to perform that well in the gym tomorrow, but there's some things that you can eat that are going to be a lot more calorically dense that will. And so by changing that mindset, what I tell some patients is, is like quit looking them as a cheat meal. We don't cheat on anything in life. If you can look at foods that typically, say if we, we make a plan and we work towards it together and obviously certain foods aren't on there, well, it's okay to have them. What do we do before or after those meals or the coming week to use that additional caloric consumption mm-hmm. as a benefit to our energy levels? And um, it's not, hey, you know, eat bad, outrun it, because that's not gonna happen, but maybe, make plans to where you're going to do something socially and you're going to have a few more calories than you normally would. And then what does your next couple of days look like as far as training because of that, use it for the benefit. So if you're trying to eat a little bit lower carbohydrate, pick a workout. That's a little bit more fast paced, maybe a little bit more what we'd call from a physiology standpoint, glycolytic. Mm -hmm. So that means you're going to be doing something a lot higher heart rate and use it for the benefit. Yeah. So,
0: okay. I do want to dive in more into that topic, but before we do, can you share with the guests a little bit about who Chase Banks is? Okay,
1: <laughs> This is the hard part for me. <laughs> uh, you know, as a, as a person, um, you know, I have a f- first and foremost, a, I'm a very, um, blessed gentleman because I have uh, four beautiful young daughters. Um, an awesome wife that is my best friend, great communication, great marriage. Um, I've got a business and a team that works around us at Finish First that um, we're able to do and achieve things that a lot of people have tried and have not worked out. Um, and I think it's solely because um, we have a set of core values with everybody that works with us and that we uh, we do whatever it takes to make the health advocacy component of our education with our patients like first and foremost. And so, um, but back to myself, you know, You know, I I really when it comes to business decisions, family life decisions, uh, you know, everything that I that I put on my plate every single day, it comes down to a a set of standards that I've lived with for a really long time. um, A set of core values that I that I hinge every single thought, every single action, every single pretty much, you know, phrase that might come out of my mouth is like, does it line up with those? And after you practice those core values um, it becomes second nature and it just becomes a part of who you are. It becomes a part of your character. Um, and it makes it very easy to make the right decision in the tough times. And I've had to do that a lot, especially in, in business, um, in family life decisions. And uh, it's not always the easy thing. And in the midst of of turmoil or chaos when you have to do that, but you you don't forego or don't give up on your value, man, the, the, just the the things that you can't see – that are down the road and the doors that will open because of you sticking to your, your value system and your principles. Um, it's awesome. Yeah. Good or bad. Because the point is, is that, you know, it's basically like leaving it out on the field, mm-hmm. right? You don't, you don't sandbag anything. Yeah. And when it comes to, um, business life decisions, that's, that's the most important thing. So I think as a, as a person, um, if I can teach anything to anybody or instill like, again, while we're here today, um, is hopefully people can kind of see that through me and how they meet me and, and come in interaction with or if they're doing a consult with us, that they can see those, that value. And uh, maybe it just helps them be a little bit more thought-provoking, not to necessarily make them a better person, but just a better version of themselves.
0: I love that. And that's really the, the intent behind this show, mm-hmm. is to help people become the best version of themselves. Can you give us a, a quick rundown of the types of services that you guys do at Finish First.
1: Well, we we provide a wide variety. I mean, used to like when again when you first started, some come and see us. It was just it was a one man show. Didn't have a a queen bee at the front office like and I do a, and with many. a Melanie. tiny little closet in the <laughs> yeah. back of a gym. <laughs> yeah, when I think back of when we started, I mean, it was when I say it was a closet, it was legit a closet. Mm-hmm. And we I had if it was five hundred dollars for the month for my rent, and I could barely get a folding chiropractic table in there and a swiss ball mm-hmm. and that was it yep. and uh but the point is is that now you know we have a team we have there's three of us full-time chiropractors um we have uh, different specialties for all of us some with a little more sports injury basis and things like that and the others have a, a you know a plethora of different uh, modalities that we offer um we have a, a, another dietitian on staff um, we do a con- comprehensive amounts of blood work and copious amounts, um, everything from genetic testing to regular serum testing, hormone testing, looking at inflammatory issues. Uh, we treat a whole lot of autoimmune patients. Um, we have other staff on, on the team that does corrective exercise, um, functional movement type work, uh, more management of, of what I would say corrective exercise. Uh, Then we have also a newbie provider, which is NewFit. You're probably familiar with that. I know they do that a lot at Legends. Um, So that's been a huge benefit to us. And we treat the newbie less on the training side and more on the uh, muscle activation, neurologically reeducating musculature. Um, Because we have a lot of what we call uh, upper motor neuron patients, and these are patients that have a lot of neurological deficits because of either trauma that they've had, accidents, sometimes it's genetic disorders, whatever it may be. Um, And then, you know, we do infrared sauna. We have obviously all the assessments we do with our nutrition for body composition analysis, aerobic capacity, and the list just goes on and on. So basically, let's, you know, going back to the intern that I have in the office today, she was asking about all the services and I was just going through it. She's like, where does it end? I said, well, it really doesn't. And this is the reason why. It's not that I'm trying to do a million different things and excel at a million different things, but when it comes to yourself, when you come in the office, Mm your goals and your action steps to those goals are going to be dependent upon your life, current lifestyle, your genetics, your past medical history, your current life measures. So what's going on at home, what's going on at work, right? What's going on with kids, those type of things take a precedence over just maybe Lee, maybe I develop a program and everybody goes through Chase Banks's program versus if I make the program about you and we look at everything, like you say, okay, we have a, we have a goal to be this, But we're over here and there's all these action steps in between, but your lifestyle right now is not going to be successful if we start dumping all these things in. Mm -hmm. So maybe we look at doing and making some changes here first to kind of get you move the needle a little bit before we can get you further across the finish line. Yeah. And that can take some time. Yeah. So highly specialized
0: approach for each of your clients.
1: Yeah. Well it's basically if, if people ask it's, it's pure and simple health advocacy, mm-hmm. you know, all we're doing is being a coach for someone's best way for them to reach the best them or which I would consider homeostasis for mm-hmm. them. And that's, can be uh, challenging in a lot of ways yeah. because it is not repeatable. Yeah. And therefore it's not repeatable from one patient to the next. It's not replicatable. And a lot of businesses built on replication. That's how you get to the. That's how you scale. That's how you scale, right? And that's the biggest, the biggest uh, hurdle that we've had as a as a business mm-hmm. is being able to do that. Yeah. So
0: well, I can I can see, I can see that being challenging, but also the value proposition of what you guys do, mm-hmm. is is substantial. And so maybe you don't scale the business to where you've got. 100 employees or 200 employees, but if you you fill this, this niche market and you have longstanding customers that come to you and, and you're that trusted partner for them and all of their health and wellness needs, mm-hmm for me, that's the approach I like to take with business. I want to have long-standing relationships where there's a tremendous amount of value. And if I don't scale to 300 employees, I don't really care Mm -hmm. because it's all about how I can positively impact the lives. And I think that's the same approach with Mm you.
1: Well, and you know, and it's like when you help us out with anything that has to do with, you know, our websites, our, you know, networking, our, you know, you know, uploading and downloading of anything that we do as far as anything that's technology-based because mm-hmm. you know, as you know i'm terrible <laughs> with it i screw up more he than is, i can help. so, <laughs> so <laughs> the point is is that i never have to worry about it when mm-hmm. i have to when i call it on you yeah i never have to worry about the um the organization of it i never have to second guess it, is it done the right way mm-hmm. because just like this place and just like this that you've done over this last year out the gate, you're doing it the right way. It's not piecemeal. You're not doing it in a closet. Mm-hmm. You're not, you know, you're, you're really putting, you know, something together that's pretty awesome. And of course, that's just, that's just you and your nature. I appreciate you know? that. And so, um, and it comes across that way in your work as well. And I know obviously outside of just you owning your own business, you know, what you've done for other businesses too. And that's mm-hmm. the reason why you've been able to climb like you have. Mm-hmm. So, um, but that's, you know, that's one big thing being in business as you know too is that when you start working with other businesses it absolutely floors you to imagine like how can so and so be successful when they are doing these things or they they either you know have just either poor communication skills or just poor follow through but it just seems like you just watch their business and they just, and they just keep
0: hammering away at it. You know what's interesting? Tarver and I were having a similar conversation about people that that he interfaces with, especially on the construction side right. of things. He's like, "My God, how on earth these people have more business than they know what to do with, and they are a train wreck." Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's pretty interesting whenever you think about the the market out there and mm-hmm. how much I'm going to say work is available for mm-hmm. people. So. As you're thinking about adding additional services that that you guys offer, mm-hmm. what is your approach? Whenever maybe you have a new chiropractor come in, because um, oh, what is the the needles they so dry needling the dry needling? Okay, mm-hmm. so before you started doing that, mm-hmm. now that's just something that one of your chiropractors. Does, I, right? Now
1: we have a new one we hired that just that just graduated. Her name okay. is Emily. Okay, uh, Doctor Sheets is. Um, she was actually valedictorian of her class. Mm -hmm. Um, she's a heck of an athlete of herself and really understands the overall, you know, body biomechanics that we Mm -hmm. kind of achieve at at the office too, but she's also acupuncture certified. Okay.
0: And so whenever you're interviewing a new person to come onto your team and they, they offer those types of services. What goes through your mind and, and how do you kind of validate? Yes, this is a tool that we want to add to our tool belt. This is something that we want to offer as a service for our patients.
1: So like when we brought Emily on, um, we needed, you know, we, we were, um, transitioning away from another chiropractor that moved closer to home, mm-hmm. um, to be closer to family. And so, um, we needed to fill that spot. So I needed a female. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, it's important because we do so much sports. I have some parents that just don't want me or Isaac yeah. in areas of the body that are going to be for their, their young teenage daughter. And mm-hmm. I totally understand that coming with a dad with four daughters. But the point was, was Emily was a, a an awesome fit for us. But um for her knowing that she had this acupuncture piece because isaac just had the dry needling piece which is just really a certification that you can get acupuncture is another 200 credit hours a whole nother board certification um and so she had taken a little bit more into the the study of the science behind acupuncture which is which is a whole different profession in itself but the point is is like you asked on to what services we provide when she came on she also You know, she's like, look, I see here that everything that everybody does, but it is face to face service to service. There's not anything that is like short, effective. Everything else takes time and you're only going to have so much time. And that's another thing we don't you know, we we can only see so many people a day. Mm -hmm. We're not a typical chiropractic office that sees, you know, each provider 50, 60, 150 a day. Um, but because it's, it just takes too much time for what we do. But the point is, is that she recommended, and this is her idea. And I think that it's going to be good for us is shockwave therapy. We brought that. Um, it's a, a new, we haven't really launched to tell people that we have it and we're doing it, but we researched uh, specific units and specific technology within that units. So and what shockwave therapy is, is a, think of a, lithotripsy so when people go and get kidney stones they have to go to the hospital and they hit them with lithotripsy and what it does is it breaks apart that calcium oxalate stone so it can get smaller so they can pass it or it gets resorbed in the body so they get hit with these waves these impulses and it's kind of a very uh, uncontrolled environment that's why it has to be done in the hospital so think of this as like lithotripsy's little brother so we can actually take because we do a lot of soft tissue modalities in the office a lot of soft tissue injuries so whether it's, a, a, let's say, a, a tendinopathy, a tendinitis, tendinosis, a small tear, uh, maybe some cartilage bruising, whatever it might be. All that has to be you know, reworked and molded as you're going through the rehab, increasing blood flow, re- reducing restrictions, increasing range of motion. So what this does is like a little gun. And so it's like a, like a barrel just like this. And inside of it's a little bullet. And then pneumatically, it drives a force into the tip, which is different metals of different wavelengths. Mm -hmm. And they can get to different depths of penetration. So we can actually drive that wavelength, you know, roughly three and a half, four inches into the body. And so, like we're needles, we can get surface level, where our fingers pretty much, you know, surface level. I can get down into a joint like a labrum and I can manipulate that labrum with this. It only takes like two or three minutes. So, pretty effective. Okay. So it's like that. So looking at something that already supports what we do as a office, same thing like when I'm looking to bring on someone or a service, what is already supporting our model, right? Um, Something that wouldn't support our model, um, in a sense it would, is I could easily bring on a nurse practitioner. I could bring on a PA or even even a full-on medical provider. Um, And the reason why I don't is because I have some really good referrals that do a really good job already out there in the market. And um, back to the the principal piece is that they're not only good business referral portions and they take care of our patients, also become really good friends. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to bring that on to just to kind of have everything under the one roof. Yeah. So, but as far as like shockwave therapy and like we bring on acupuncture, like when we did newbie or new fit, which is a, the electronic stimulation that we do for neuro reeducation, all of that helped make our patients heal faster, mm-hmm. help them get stronger, quicker. And that part of the, the, the deciding factor of, of the, the therapies that we do is based upon that. Yeah. So yeah. I love that.
0: So, Let's talk a little bit more about the business side of what you do. Obviously, everything that you offer is is about health and wellness and and helping your patients feel better and become the best versions of themselves. Whenever it comes to to building the business itself, what was one of the biggest challenges that you've had over the years?
1: Definitely the biggest challenges is, um, like you say, is... Growing in a way that, uh, like I say, growing in the right way, mm-hmm. um, I could have made a lot of business decisions that would have that would have impacted my personal um, integrity easily, very very easily, and would have made a whole lot more money at this point in my life and probably multiple practices and things like that. But as again, unwillingness to basically infringe upon that it's grown slower, but my time spent at home, my ability to sleep at night, what I see in the mirror every day teaches me persistence and that's helped a bunch. Um, but, uh, I'd say the, the, the biggest limiting factor of, of growth has been the right personnel. And we've had some really great ones. Um, unfortunately some, you know, it's just things happen, you know, and, and, and it's just, uh, it's just part of it. But over time, it's like, uh, when we, we hired Isaac on, um, it was kind of a God thing, just like it was Emily and stuff like that is that I interviewed, I think 14 chiropractors didn't ask for a single one of them to come back for a second, <laughs> uh, second interview and certainly none of them for a working interview. But, yeah. um, you know, like, again, go back to value. I mean, he was brought up as a, a mission kid in Haiti you know, and I knew for a fact, it's like, okay, where his heart was, obviously, because he'd been there all the way through high school, um, for, uh, I think, middle school and high school, but um, things like that, where I kind of see how a person is, like Emily, that's with us now, I mean, I didn't seek, we were in the transition of knowing exactly that, that, that Angela was going to be leaving, Mm -hmm. and I needed that, that, that spot field, but I really wasn't looking for someone just yet, because it was at least six months out, and I'm working extra one day, and, Office is closed and all of a sudden uh Alicia's working out in the gym and then she taps on my door. I'm just listening to music. She says, hey, somebody's here wants to speak to you. And so here this girl comes walking down the hallway and scrubs. She's like, Hey, I don't want to be a patient. I just want to work here. You <laughs> know, and, and I'm like I'm, you just walk in, you don't make a phone call, no email. But I'm like, That takes grit. Mm-hmm. So I, I sat down, listened to her and she was still in school at the time. And so we set up everything that she needed to do for her internship and I got to see you know, what she was about and all that kind of stuff. And, and she lined up with us, and so I hired her. So.
0: I love that. And you know, one of the things that I see in, in business, so much of it just comes down to the people. Mm-hmm. The right people and the ability to lead the, mm-hmm. the people. Because right. even if you have – you can have a company full of the, quote, right people, mm-hmm. but if there's no leader, right. then the business is going to struggle. Right. You've got to have someone that can – that has that vision and mission and can set the team on the right path. And I think you, you talk about leadership a little bit and mm-hmm. you've kind of obviously the leader of the finish first and <laughs> integer, which we'll talk about in a moment. But when you talk about leadership at, at some of the events that you go to, what are some of the big areas that you like to stress?
1: I would say it's definitely recognizing if you don't know what they are, just um, start to basically do some type of self, Intellect study on your own core values, know what it looks like to make a tangible decision or action that that is that looks like that value and start looking at your own life and say, okay, where am I acting on that? Okay, or where am I not acting on that? Because obviously, if it's important to me, um, because when it comes to values, especially core values, they are things that you can take all my money away. Unfortunately, take my family away if I'm still alive here on Earth. I still have that set of value. Mm-hmm. You cannot take that away from me. And I can start all over. Yeah. And it's the same thing in business is that it's like when COVID came. Yeah. And for the first two months I was there every day hoping patients would come. <laughs> <laughs> Not knowing what this virus was and stuff, but we didn't see anybody for almost 2 months, oh, you know? And, and we were allowed to be open and stuff, but the the frustrating part about it is just watching the bank account just continue to get dwindled and mm-hmm. I was at peace with the fact that that finished first was going to close and um, that I was still paying everybody the same, wanted to make sure that we could keep them on. And, and that's why I was really kind of getting drained. But the point was, was that I wanted to, I was okay with it going away Mm -hmm. because I did everything I could the right way. It's not like anything that I was going against myself. So, Um, but yeah, I love that. the
0: fact that you were at peace with it, I mean, obviously it says a a lot about, Mm -hmm. about who you are, but, I think over the years I've come to realize that if, if I were to lose my full-time job or, or lose any of the, like the other stuff that I'm doing, that I'm okay with it because it's, it's just money and mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep following my passion and doing what I love and, and trying to help people out. Right. And we need, I think we need more people like that.
1: We do, especially in small business. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I feel very fortunate to be, to live in a part of the U S that, you know, that, really respect small business and that definitely the community does. Um, I couldn't imagine living in other parts of this country where it's just not thought about. And, uh, but the point is, is that in small business, it does because I mean, it's really what makes this country go around. And if we had more people that were, that felt that way, that, Hey, I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be true to who I am as a person and everything that I do um, and I'm going to venture out and become an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and because it's some, something that I have passion in. And if you start to mirror and marry those two together, you're going to have success. It just may not be the success that the world sees or mm-hmm. what you might judge the world as being, but you will have personal success. Agreed. And yeah, that's, and that's the, that's the hard thing is that some people use that measure of, of let's say finances, right. Mm-hmm. Or things that they own or properties they have as that success. And you could be hurting on the inside and have all those things times 10. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so.
0: You know, and and I've kind of spoken about this on the show before, but early on in my career, it was always about setting those goals and I wanted to hit that salary threshold. I wanted that VP title. And it's been really over the past, probably in my mid-30s, is whenever that mindset started to shift and change away from inwardly focused goals that that really it really just kind of fed my ego. Right. And I came to realize that it just those thing, the cars that I would buy and just all of that stuff, it's just, it's not really that fulfilling. It's kind Mm -hmm. of exciting in the moment, Mm -hmm. but it just, once I discovered and started having the opportunity to lead human resources and learn about leadership development and, and started to realize the value in helping others Mm -hmm. feel better or achieve the things that they want to achieve, like it flipped my world upside down. Yeah. And that is, that has become my focus. That's why we have this show. And, yeah. and I always talk, I was actually having coffee with a gentleman this morning who has podcasts and, and we were talking about monetizing the, the show. I have zero desire to do that because this is all just about helping people. Right. So I, I'm never going to end up monetizing the show. Yeah. So, okay. So let's talk a little bit about integer wellness. Mm-hmm. So what is that? so
1: i've helped i don't know maybe a a dozen or so companies uh, these are nutrition supplement companies get off the ground in my since i've been in practice what i mean by that is i've helped them with formulas Um, and usually there were formulas that hey if i had the money i would do this Uh, if we wanted a product that was a pre-workout post-workout wanted for recovery wanted for this or that inflammation you name it i would develop formulas for them well going back to just helping people. I've never did non-disclosure agreements and all this, like, you know, some type of, uh, intellectual property on any of it. You know, I just did it hoping that those individuals would just see me through and help Mm -hmm. me out in the back end and never, never earned earned a dollar for any of those. Mm -hmm. And some of those companies are still around. And it's 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 a misfortunate, you know, but um, I learned that over time again is if I was to have the resources to be able to do it, um, I would. And, and what I found was that, you know, um, when the CBD market in the hemp, hemp industry kind of got got started in America, really when the prohibition got lifted several years ago, um, I saw the not the potential to make money in it. I saw the power in what if you grow the right plant with the right kind of strain, what it can do for the body. And so um, I took really a couple of years of, of savings and I, I bought into a partnership in a farm in California and uh, picked out some seeds and found a really good farmer and a grower, actually the farmer was a good friend of mine, somebody I could trust, and that's an industry you need to trust people. And uh, we grew a, a pretty uh, substantial crop and, and used some of those funds from that to develop integer wellness, which is, um, the supplement line that I've developed and we sell it primarily at the office. Um, I have a couple other clinics that sell it as well. It is a clinical based product. It is not something that I put on uh, the store shelves at a, uh, like a vitamin shop or a GNC or anything like that. It has to be managed and, and, and really kind of watched over. Um, the reason why is because the dosages of them, are at therapeutic ranges. And that's what a lot of people don't realize in in sports supplements in America. um, This is probably something, you know, we bring Tarver back on the show with because he knows it too so well, is that there's a whole lot of garbage that just goes onto the outside of a bottle and a little bit of fluff on the inside. And you got to think if you've got 100 people that buy it, 30% of them are going to think it's the greatest thing in the world because of the sugar pill, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And those 30% are going to continue to buy it. And if you've got a cheap enough product with a good enough of marketing on it, you're gonna to continue to make money. And unfortunately, in our in our supplement, you know, industry in America, there's a lot of that. And I learned a lot of that because I used to work for a big sports supplement company. And they when they were public or they when they were private, did things the right way. When they went public, I saw the shift. And so that's kind of what I educate patients on now. Is like when, hey, when some of these supplement companies get bought out by a pharmaceutical company. Buy a med device company, buy big food like Kraft or whoever it might be. Just watch because after a couple of years, they start changing a few things.
0: Yeah, that, and, and I can attest to that. I've seen a number of companies that go from private to public. Right, especially in your industry. And usually within a couple of years, you can't even recognize the organization right. anymore because instead of focusing on on the the people and the customers the, sh- the focus shifts over to making sure you hit your next quarter's financial targets, whatever it takes to hit that target, whatever it takes to hit that target. And the thing that, you know, I've never run a big, massive, publicly traded corporation. But in my mind, I, I have to think that if you take care of the people and the customers, the, the money will take care of itself.
1: Yeah. It's I mean, like it, it was just possible. like you, you and I are talking about now. I've, I've heard Warren Buffett say the same things over and over again. But I think to myself, I was like, you say those things. Mm hmm but I know a lot of the companies that you acquire and a lot of things that, that his massive conglomerate mm-hmm. does, none of that lines up. Yeah. So you're right. It's, it does come down. So going back to the decision to make it is that that's first and foremost. And again, the hence the reason why it's integer is that it's called integer wellness is that I wanted integrity to be in its name. Um, and I centered everything around that wholeness of it because um, all the ingredients I've, 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 source. Not only did I research them and the actual dosing that we put them in, um, they're, they're products that aren't on the market. So they serve a purpose for, that is not that I, as a physician, um, was looking to actually have, instead of actually having a patient, Hey, you buy these four things to try to help the overall immune system, maybe respond to some type of external inflammation. Well, we can do it with this one product. And I do a lot enough genetic testing to see what, what variances in genes people have problems with, especially when it comes to, to clearing inflammatory response or recognizing inflammation from the, the immune self. And so that's how I built some of those products. And mm-hmm. so um, it's been fun. It definitely, again, I never intended it to be something that I build up, grow super fast and sell. I just wanted it to be an effective product to where it's, re, it's, re, it's repeatable for when people buy it. Mm-hmm. They get the response. They get their blood work changes. They see the benefit of purchasing that. Yeah, and 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 that's why we built it. So
0: definitely, I th- I think I want to have a show with just you and Tarver both come on because yeah. I mentioned to Chris a few weeks ago that for 2022, I would like to launch a pre workout and a post workout supplement, hmm. and. I've had a few conversations with friends and yeah. people at the gym and stuff like that. And they're like, man, that is a cutthroat industry. And for me, I don't really care. It's right. not about making money. Mm-hmm. It's So there's, there's one that comes to mind that I've used for a long time. They don't make it anymore. Body Octane from Man Sports. Yeah, man, yeah, I yeah. loved yeah. that pre-workout. No caffeine in it. So I could take it actually later in the evening and still go to sleep at right. night. So anyways not available anymore and I thought okay well maybe I can just take that formulation make something close to it and and at the end of the day like it's, it's not really even about making money as much as one having something for myself mm-hmm. and then two if it can help someone else here like here you go right buy some of it and yeah again, it just falls back to, to helping people. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to have a show where both of you guys come on and we just kind of bounce ideas and talk yeah. through that. Cause one.
1: there's some, yeah, there's some definitely, a, a, I can't tell you how many people have told me, it's like, Chase, you need to make a healthy energy drink. I'm like, well, <laughs> the problem is I make it he- that healthy is really what I would see as an energy drink. Nobody buy it. the <laughs> what it tastes. But, um, the point is, is that, yeah, from a pre-workout standpoint, there's a lot of things that I have an idea on. Mm-hmm. Um, like our next product that we're doing is a soft tissue uh, trauma, like a like somebody has maybe some uh, tendinitis, tendinosis, uh, frayed tendons, even soft tissue trauma from like a, a bruise or um, somebody who has surgery. It's like plastic surgery, obviously, you know, and people don't realize is the importance of nutrition after those surgeries and why it's so big and critical to create a, a framework of collagen and things like that. And so... Um, that's going to be our next product that we'll have for Integra. I have a, uh, a pain cream that actually gets finished in the next week. So,
0: okay. All right. So very nice. Okay. So when somebody comes to you off the street Mm -hmm. and they sit down and maybe they don't have anything specific that's, that's bothering them, but just want to start living a healthier lifestyle. What are some of, let's just say, top three things that you would recommend? Somebody on the street, maybe they go to the gym a, ha- a couple of times a week, something like that, That just want to live a healthier lifestyle. What are your, your top three recommendations for that person?
1: Well, first and foremost, we have to look at, obviously, how what's their alcohol consumption like? because that being is the you know if i don't bring that up and people aren't legitimately honest with it you know you know i have to educate them the importance of what that does and it doesn't mean you can't drink Mm -hmm. it just means Mm -hmm. daily consumption of more than really you know a beer or two more than a couple of glasses of wine more than a you know two or three ounces of daily hardly yeah You'd be surprised. I have okay. a lot of people that have no concept of how much they drink and they have big C level positions and they function just fine. I have physicians. Um, you would, you would be astonished at the culture of what this can deem normal mm-hmm. and it's perfectly fine until it becomes a health hazard, right? It comes. It's perfectly fine until it becomes a, a personality altering, you know, vice is what I'm saying. And so bringing that up into the forefront to talk to them, because I have a lot of people that consume as much liquid calories as they do solid foods. Wow. Yeah. And so we have to look at that and say, okay, we're going to have to reduce some of this And because these are all empty calories. We're not mm-hmm. doing anything with them right now. Mm-hmm. So and I then I go and talk about the effects of the liver and obviously what the liver does for fat metabolism and protein synthesis and how much the alcohol impairs all that. So... We look at that first and okay, let's say if that's not an issue, well, it's going to move to the next thing. If they're not drinking alcohol, I'm sure their body is going to want sugar from somewhere else.
0: Because mm-hmm.
1: typically what I'll see if somebody drinks an cons- excessive amount of alcohol, they're not munching on candy. They're not eating a whole lot of chocolate. Their body gets its fix from sugar from alcohol because that's what it is. Mm-hmm. So then we go to the sugar you know, conversation. And if we start seeing areas where they've got a lot of refined sugars or added sugars, we start working and addressing those. Because all of that we're trying to do is reduce inflammation. And that's not just what people think of as inflammation. Like, hey, I sprained my ankle and it's swollen. No, you can have intracellular inflammation that slows down all the metabolic processes, all the, the DNA transcribing and everything that's basically to makes a self move forward um, with intracellular inflammation. And so, so we work on those few things first. Obviously, hydration is critical. We are a very sub-hydrated, you, know, you know, country. Um, a lot of countries don't drink as much water as we do, but then they don't live as inflammatory as we do. So getting rid of metabolic waste, you need fluids to do that. So, and then movement. So some type of daily movement, whether it's walking, and I really promote, like if you're a very sedentary individual, you know, getting to a goal of 10,000 steps, I typically never see people gain weight. If they're moving at least 10,000 steps a day, they may maintain their weight, but they're typically not gaining. Now, I'll watch people lose weight with just walking alone when they start getting fourteen to sixteen thousand steps. Mm-hmm. But if you're checking yourself with your Apple Watch, or whatever, and you're only getting like five or six thousand steps, you're not moving enough. So then we can work in. Okay, depending on what the framework of the body is, if they can handle resistance loaded activity, that's great. That's what I'm, I push most people to get to, and it doesn't mean all the way doing CrossFit or some really heavy, you know, metabolic conditioning or bodybuilding-esque type workout. But resistance could be just mean Pilates, you know, could mean some type of different varying style of yoga, something more putting their body in a position that's more tensile loading than just standing or sitting. And start working towards those things and, and trying to build some consistency in all three of those areas. And then if they're like, okay, they're ready to go to the next step, which is, you know, maybe – macro counting or what we can use apps for. Um and one of our staff members is she's actually, she's, uh, she's producing a macro book right now that um, I'm going to be forwarding out. So it'll be, it'll help a lot of people in the lake community that doesn't understand what macronutrients are to basically apply those and make yeah. it work for them. Um, and, or just if they're ready to start an actual, like you've done with me many times, which mm-hmm. is more of an itemized, customized plan, mm-hmm. you know? So,
0: yeah. I, you know, th- for me, I learned a lot about nutrition, but my big takeaway was how certain foods affect my body Mm -hmm. in different ways. And I learned that there's, and I've just carried it with me over the years and and I'm much more attuned or in tune with my body and how it responds to different types of foods. I can know, Hey, so I have a problem when I have one cookie, I end up eating two and mm-hmm. three in a small village. I can't stop myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, but I know the next day I'm going to end up holding a lot of water. Right. I'm going to feel bloated. My joints might ache a little bit whenever mm-hmm. I'm I'm in the gym, and so I know going into it. Okay, tomorrow's going to suck. I'm probably yeah. just going to go for a walk, and that will yeah. be it. But learning about how those foods impact and, and affect your body was was one of the the most important things. And I think just that user education piece probably goes such a long way mm-hmm. with a lot of your clients. Big time. Now, also, one of the things that, that stuck with me is whenever you and I were going through that plan, every month I'd come in, take my measurements, and, and saw just incredible results. I was in shock. While we were bulking, that was...
1: Another different shock. That was, that was another kind
0: of shock. I think the last few months I was at 4,800 calories uh-huh. and oh my God, it was just It becomes pure. a full-time
1: job. It, it was. Know. I've and got it, several uh, high school football players right now that are junior seniors in the area that are trying to, you know, obviously there's going to be starters next year and they want to be a certain size and it's, you know, to get them to understand the type of calories when you're eating that much. Mm. is very important
0: it was so odd like every meal i would be stomach distended just miserable but what was crazy is two hours later i was starving ravenous and i guess my body was just burning through all of it so fast but yeah that was something and I, i i weigh less now i'm Around 195, 200. I'd like to be 210 or uh-huh. so, but the the amount of food that I have to eat just right. to get there, it's not worth it for right. me. I know I can if I wanted to, but I just don't really care to. Right. No.
1: And and then long term, your body kind of settles into where it's, you know, it's genetic makeup really is right. You look at your, you look at your dad, your grandfather, uncles, brothers, whatever. Um, but the point is, is that you start looking at a at a mold. Right. And if like you're trying to outpace that mold one way or the other, mm-hmm. you got to really start looking at does my lifestyle support that major change in mold? And and by doing that, you can make a determination whether you're, you're like you say, I'm just not I'm not I'm not into I'm not I don't want to to live that life, mm-hmm. you know, that's going to take to basically maintain it. And and there's just and or is it could be very healthy. It could be unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Right. And the, inversely, if somebody who needs to really lose a lot of weight, you know, and you go against that mold there, you can start doing some things to to be very unhealthy there, too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think I found kind of my point of, of homeostasis where mm-hmm. I feel I feel strong. I can run kind of <laughs> <laughs> like I used to be able to. Yeah. But um, yeah. So anyways. So what is something that you would say you're passionate about?
1: I'd say. My biggest, uh, and I'm very fortunate to get to do it every day, is this helping people not necessarily find their purpose. That's not what um, I would say that I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about having them find um, a direction Mm -hmm. that brings them out of a dark place. Um, Whatever it takes them to get there um, is helping them realize that They have a lot of control when they let go of control. And what I mean by that is that a perfect example, I have a lot of females that come to us for fertility um, and I'm not treating them for fertility. understand that. I'm not making them. I, myself, you know, Chase Banks is not making them have a, you know, again, fixing their body to have a baby. I'm showing them things in their life. And some stressors and some other things, sleep habits and all kinds of other things, and nutrition falls into that too. That's gonna help their body have less of a strain. Again. And then they go from being this, you know, desolate, hopeless state to finding out, you know, maybe a couple months later their body's primed, ready, and all of a sudden, boom, they get pregnant. Hearing their voice and it's the same thing when I have somebody that reaches a goal of weight loss, fat loss, uh, gets a a, a a a clean bill of health, whatever it might be to listen to their voice of hope and appreciation and then just you know they don't have to say anything like thanks to me and no. all it's just like just allowing them to basically be in a better place than they were when they first saw me that's it so I love it
0: yeah, oh man, yeah. I absolutely love it so for me it's it's kind of similar on on the leadership and career progression mm-hmm. path and some of the the executive coaching that I do and, and helping people that, you know, maybe they've been stuck in a, in a manager position for 15 years. They mm-hmm. can't figure out what, what's holding them back. And, and obviously I'm not doing anything on the medical side. Yeah, now well, we will have conversations around health and, mm-hmm. and nutrition and th- because that all, it, it all plays a part when you think about career progression. If you're not sleeping and you're not hydrated, your mm-hmm. cognitive, effort probably has to be hired to be able to just hold a conversation. Mm -hmm. So there's challenges there. But the, the, the feeling that I get when someone comes back and the the excitement in their voice, whenever they're able to accomplish that thing, whatever Mm -hmm. it was, and it wasn't anything that I did other than just kind of like shining a flashlight, Hey, that go down that way. Yeah. That'll get you there. Yeah. And so it's, it's that feeling of completion and excitement that they have like they accomplished something And so being a part of that while definitely not on the medical side of it on on the coaching and leadership side of it i can relate and it's so fulfilling well it
1: it, you know and they do it enough times you know with something that you showed them and all of a sudden they can something they may not be you know telling you about other aspects of their life but they apply what they've learned there into something different maybe it's their marriage Mm And all of a sudden, you take a very unhealthy marriage to a very healthy place, and then it just completely changes the the network of the home. You, you know, it could be a, a wayward kid, you know, or a wayward parent. You know, that they're willing to now, because they're in a better place, either resolve something that mm-hmm. they have regret for, and you may never get to see that. Mm-hmm. But the point is, is that you were the spark that showed them that they had the capability of doing it. Yeah,
0: helping them the flywheel effect comes to mind when people start building that momentum Mm -hmm. and it carries over into other aspects of Mm -hmm. their lives. Yeah. It's, it's just huge. Yeah. It is cool. Okay. All right. So last question I've got for you, what is the best piece of advice that you have received as an entrepreneur?
1: Mm. I received, I heard, I heard a, and this is hard, you know, for a lot of people to realize, but, um, I heard a quote long time ago, um, was what you do speak so loudly. I can't hear what you're saying. And I have literally pieced every bit of that phrase or quote into almost everything that I've done. And, um, like, you'll never see me, um, shout from the mountaintop. Again, you won't see me on social media unless it's a video that I'm doing for education, for the office. Um, nothing against it. It's just, it doesn't, it doesn't do anything for my soul. Doesn't do anything for my heart. Um, so, um if I'm going to be better for other people, so I got to be better here. So uh but that quote being able to um hold up to that in everything that I do um you start to see the what you can pour into something or someone by doing that and uh and again living out those values in that statement it ends up being something a lot greater than just the words itself. And so um it 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 took practice um, and it took some some faith and uh, some character building in, in the process because you, you do things that are oftentimes like it's the very hard thing to do and you don't want to do, but you do it anyways and you get to be the point where there's something good going to come out it. it just may not be tomorrow, you know. And um, then when it continues, you start seeing great things happen, then it just starts to be like, uh, aha. And then you start doing it just because, you know, you just start helping people in a way that not necessarily they've ever been helped before. Um, and, uh, talking to them a different way and, you know, so it's different. I love it. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you, brother. I think what this is, what you're doing is again, in, like you go back into the, uh, the it industry kind of where you started. Right. And a lot of, uh, especially early on when you were, I mean, that's just, that was a, a part of the economy that was just getting going. You know, you, like right when you started talking about people didn't go to college for, mm-hmm. it, you would go to these little second like trade schools, Yep. you know, in the very beginning. Right. Mm-hmm. And now there's big programs and PhD stuff. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff out there for it. Cause that's, that's the way of the world now mm-hmm. where it used to be like a lot of people in that industry might've been a little bit more introverted. Right. Cause they weren't your, your computer. Com- they computer. still are. Yeah. A little bit. Well, <laughs> perfect example. Like we're, what you're doing here. But the point is, is like, being able to to share what you're doing here, what you're personally doing in your own life, like, you know, designing this to crack that shell a little bit, you know, let that diamond come through because you're creating something, you know, where it's, it's always been here, you know, and you're able to kind of show other people that they have that potential too, you know, and I think that's what's, uh, that's what's cool about this. Yeah, I appreciate that. Keep it up, man. So how do people contact you? I can get online at, at www.finish and that's the numeral one dot net, so that's finish one dot net. Um, you can call the office at eight three two eight one three eight four five one. So that's 832-813-8451. Melanie is our she's our queen bee. She's amazing. She is. There was a lot of companies that would love to to rob her from us. Um, No doubt. (laughs) (laughs) So she, she's who controls everything in our office. So if she, if she answers the phone, um, or if she's bit with a patient uh, assessing them or, or out of the, you know, maybe doing something else, just leave, leave a message. If you call, uh, you can send her an email at info at finish one.net. Um, with anything that you have questions about, if you'd like to come see us, um, or just ask, you know, questions about what services that we have, what we can do for you. Um, but, uh, she's more incapable of handling most of the questions. And if it's something more serious, i will be happy to help out. Perfect.
0: Thank you so much. An absolute honor to have you come on the show. Thank, thank you. Chase. you brother. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right, everybody. That's it for the show. Y'all have a good one.